I'm a 25-year-old male, and this terrifying experience occurred just last year when I decided to take a solo vacation. Luckily, one of my friends owned a cabin near the area I planned to visit, which turned out to be a lifesaver in terms of saving money. The cabin was a place I'd heard my friends speak about often and had seen numerous photos of. It was described as the coziest and most relaxing place in the world, precisely what I yearned for during my vacation. However, little did I know that this getaway would turn into a nightmare. The cabin was nestled in an isolated area, approximately 40 minutes away from the nearest town. The remoteness added to its charm, though much of that time was consumed navigating a slow drive down a dirt road. Upon my arrival, I couldn't help but stand outside for what must have been an hour, gazing off into the distance, savoring the serene beauty of nature and the overwhelming quietness. Once the daylight started to fade, I decided to prepare an early dinner and indulged in some time on my phone. As the evening approached, I made up my mind to make the most of the remaining daylight with a short walk. There were several small trails adjacent to the cabin, which had caught my attention earlier. I texted my friend to double-check if these were indeed trails and if they were safe to explore. He assured me that there was nothing to worry about, and mentioned that the closest one behind the cabin led straight through the woods. This sounded perfect to me, so I laced up my walking boots and embarked on the trail. It wasn't the smoothest path, but it was far from challenging, and I felt confident I couldn't get lost. My primary concern was straying off the trail, so I walked for about half an hour, immersing myself in the natural surroundings and letting my mind wander. Then, something unsettling happened. I heard a noise that made me stop dead in my tracks. It was the sound of a man's voice, loud and harsh, but it seemed to be coming from a distance. I scanned the woods around me, trying to pinpoint the source of the voice, but I couldn't see anyone. The voice spoke again, this time from somewhere to the right of the trail, but still concealed from my view. It sounded as though the man was speaking angrily, possibly shouting at someone, though I couldn't understand the language. A sense of unease washed over me. I didn't know if there were any other cabins or houses nearby, so I couldn't determine if it was normal for someone to be in this area. What made it strange was that they weren't on the trail. I listened for a few more minutes, hearing the man's voice repeatedly, yet no one ever responded audibly, at least not loudly enough for me to discern. Eventually, my curiosity got the better of me, and I cautiously moved closer to where the voice was coming from, trying to remain hidden. I didn't want to reveal my presence, I just wanted to ensure that nothing was seriously amiss. Carefully, I kept an eye on the trail as I ventured deeper into the woods, but as I drew closer to the source of the voice, all the talking and yelling abruptly ceased. A chilling feeling began to creep over me. I sensed something was terribly wrong, and being alone in the woods was now the last place I wanted to be. The sun was gradually sinking below the horizon, casting eerie shadows through the trees, and it was my cue to abandon my quest and return to the safety of the cabin. I quickened my pace, my footsteps echoing through the quiet woods. Suddenly, I heard the unmistakable crunch of leaves behind me. I snapped my head around, but the dancing shadows created by the fading light made it challenging to see clearly. Someone was running and it seemed like they were closing in on me from somewhere out in the woods not too far away. Panic surged through me, and I immediately turned and sprinted the rest of the way back to the cabin. Once inside, I locked all the doors and windows. I peered out of the back window, and to my horror, saw a man in a thick hoodie approaching the cabin. He held something in his hand, and it was clear that his intentions were far from benign. In a desperate moment, I grabbed my keys and bolted for my car, parked at the front of the cabin. I raced away without seeing anyone pursuing me. When I finally spoke with my friend about the incident, he reiterated that no one should have been in that area. The identity of the man and the reason for his presence in the woods remained a mystery, but one thing was certain. If I had stayed in that cabin, I might have never been seen again. I was out camping in a familiar forest in Colorado, 
a place I'd visited countless times over the years. My home was a couple of hours away, but I always found solace in this wilderness, coming out every couple of months when the weather was nice. This particular trip started like any other. I had my camp set up and had already spent two full days here, focusing on mundane tasks like getting my tent situated and going fishing in the nearby river. On the third day, I decided to embark on a hike just north of my campsite. There were no designated trails in this area, but I was confident in my knowledge of the landmarks nearby and had all the necessary equipment to ensure I didn't get lost. So I began my hike, simply enjoying the serenity of the forest. The sun was high in the sky, casting dappled shadows through the trees, and the only sound was the soft rustling of leaves underfoot. As I walked further up the mountain, I noticed something unsettling, a column of smoke rising from behind me. It appeared to be originating from a point quite near my campsite. My heart quickened, and I hurriedly adjusted my course to get a better view. Straining my eyes, I could make out the ominous plume of smoke, but it was clear that whatever was burning was either at my camp or close by, concealed within the dense thicket of trees. Worry gnawed at me as I hastened back, my thoughts racing with the possibilities. Had I left a fire smoldering? But no, I distinctly remembered extinguishing it before my hike. The closer I got, about a quarter mile from the source of the smoke, the more apparent it became that it wasn't directly from my campsite. My relief was tempered by the mystery. Something was burning nearby, yet the forest surrounding my camp remained untouched. Upon my return, I found everything at my campsite undisturbed and no signs of fire or distress. Puzzled, I reasoned that it must have been someone else's campfire. It was an odd coincidence for someone to be in this exact location, considering there were no established trails leading here. A tinge of unease crept over me at the thought of encountering strangers in the wilderness, so I decided to stay put and put the strange incident out of my mind, hoping it was just a passing occurrence. I continued with my day, engaged in various camp chores and leisurely activities, trying to shake off the disquiet that had settled within me. Time passed, perhaps an hour or so, and I casually glanced around my surroundings. That's when it happened. My body stiffened, and my heart leaped into my throat. There, standing amidst the trees, was a man. He appeared out of nowhere, his presence utterly unexpected. I couldn't fathom how long he'd been there, watching me. I hesitated, then raised my arm in a nervous wave, hoping for a friendly acknowledgement. But the man didn't wave back. He was too far away for me to discern if he was watching me, but he was undoubtedly facing in the direction of my campsite. My initial fear subsided slightly, and I returned to my activities, albeit with an uneasy eye occasionally cast in his direction. He remained rooted in that same spot, a solitary figure in the woods, for almost fifteen minutes. The silence around us grew oppressive as I pondered his intent. Then, as suddenly as he had appeared, he vanished. It sent a shiver down my spine, leaving me with an unsettling feeling that something was terribly amiss. His inexplicable presence gnawed at my thoughts. I waited for a few more hours, vigilant and wary, scanning the surroundings for any further signs of the stranger. But the forest remained eerily quiet devoid of any disturbances. As the sun began its descent beyond the horizon, I decided to retreat to the safety of my tent, hoping the night would bring clarity to the bizarre events of the day. Sitting outside my tent, I lit a fire, its warm glow providing me with a semblance of comfort. I lost track of time, absorbed in my thoughts, and the fire's flickering light. An hour or so must have passed when I noticed another flickering light to my left. It wasn't the light of my campfire, it was from another source, a campfire situated deep within the forest. Oddly, it wasn't in the direction from which I'd seen the smoke earlier in the day. Instead, it was closer to where I had observed the mysterious man. My unease returned, and I peered closely at the distant campfire. Strangely, it appeared abandoned, with no sign of anyone tending to it. I scanned the surrounding darkness my senses on high alert. That's when I saw it. A face, partially hidden behind a bush, just ten or fifteen feet away. 
Panic surged through me, my heart pounding with fear as I stared back at the figure. It was as if the figure didn't believe I could see them, but our eyes locked in a tense standoff. I swallowed hard, my body trembling, and I couldn't tear my gaze away from that face. The figure remained utterly still, crouched behind the cover of the underbrush. I took a few cautious steps back, placing the campfire between us. My eyes remained fixed on the enigmatic figure, my mind racing, trying to decipher their intentions. For an excruciatingly long half hour, we locked eyes, neither of us moving a muscle. My heart pounded loudly in my ears, the tension in the air palpable. Then, without warning, the figure slowly began to retreat, gradually fading into the dark recesses of the forest. They remained crouched and moved silently, disappearing further and further into the trees, until they were entirely concealed by the shadows. I remained rooted to the spot, my wide-open eyes darting around in all directions, my ears straining for any sound. The night dragged on, the eerie silence enveloping me. Finally, as the first rays of dawn began to pierce the forest, I decided that I had to leave. Something about the situation felt increasingly dangerous, and I had no intention of discovering the true nature of the stranger's intentions. With haste, I packed up my belongings and headed back to my car, my footsteps echoing loudly in the stillness of the forest. I couldn't shake the feeling that I had narrowly escaped something sinister. Whatever was happening out there, it was far too suspicious, and my gut told me that staying any longer would only invite perilous encounters. My friend Ryan and I lived in a cozy small town just outside of Seattle. Over the past few years, we had both become passionate about camping and hiking, but there was something uniquely captivating about setting up camp in the wilderness, immersing ourselves in the wild, and living among the creatures of the forest. It was a connection with nature that resonated deeply within us. The fateful incident occurred in the fall of 2019. We had meticulously planned a typical camping trip not too far from our hometown. However, Due to the erratic nature of our work schedules, it took some intricate maneuvering to find the perfect window of opportunity. In the days leading up to the trip, my manager reluctantly pushed back my requested days off by one day, throwing our plans into disarray. I informed Ryan of this unfortunate twist of fate, but he was unfazed. In his easygoing manner, he assured me that he would hike out to the campsite and spend the first night alone. He insisted he'd enjoy the solitude, and who was I to stand in the way of his adventure? He messaged me as soon as he reached the campsite and set everything up, reporting that all was well. The following morning, I packed my gear and drove out to meet him. Our chosen campsite was not a popular one, mainly because there were plenty of other options nearby. Nevertheless, it had a well-maintained trail leading to a cleared-out area designated for campers. It was far from a random spot in the forest. As I ventured deeper into the woods, I tried texting Ryan to confirm our rendezvous, but soon lost cell service. It wasn't too alarming at first, as signal drops were common in these remote areas. However, as I continued, I realized that I hadn't received any messages from him. I attributed it to potential service issues, or a glitch with my phone, given the myriad reasons messages might go undelivered. Upon arriving at the campsite, I immediately sensed something was amiss. Ryan, I called out, searching the tent and its surroundings, but he was nowhere in sight. Initially, I wasn't overly concerned. There were numerous places he could have ventured off to, a nearby river for fishing or a couple of trails with stunning vistas. He could have been anywhere. Setting my backpack down, I proceeded to set up my own tent. Then I ignited a fire to warm up some canned food I had brought along. It was only noon, and if Ryan had gone hiking, he wouldn't return until later in the afternoon. As the clock approached five, my anxiety grew. I strained my eyes, trying to discern any discernible shoe prints that would hint at his whereabouts. But the forest floor was littered with prints that led in every direction. Still devoid of phone service, I was faced with limited options to locate Ryan. My only logical choice was to stay put and hope he'd return. However, 
As the sun dipped below the horizon, the thought of him hiking back in the dark was unsettling. I added more wood to the fire and sat down, torn between hope and dread. Hours passed and my fear escalated. Did he get injured? Was he lost? Or was he simply enjoying an extended hike? My mind raced with countless possibilities. And then, just as the night was settling in, a flicker of light caught my eye a few trees ahead. The light moved erratically, as if someone were walking with it, and it appeared to be near one of the trails. Relief surged through me, convinced that it was Ryan. The light drew closer, growing brighter, and I could hear faint footsteps in the distance. Ryan, I called out again, my voice trembling. The footsteps abruptly ceased, and the light extinguished. Silence enveloped the forest. I repeated his name, but there was no response, no movement. A knot tightened in my stomach, and dread clawed at me. I stared into the darkness for what felt like an eternity, straining my senses. An hour passed, during which I heard nothing but the ambient sounds of the forest. There was no sign of the person who had carried the light, and a creeping unease took hold of me. I couldn't shake the feeling that someone was out there, watching me. At that point, I couldn't stay any longer. A primal instinct urged me to leave and seek help. Hastily, I packed my belongings, all the while keeping a wary eye on my surroundings. I didn't believe I was being followed, as I made my way back without further incident. However, it wasn't until the following day that the police were able to assist me. Returning to the campsite, we found everything exactly as I had left it. The tents, the fire pit, the gear, all untouched. But Ryan was still missing. The authorities tracked his last known movements, showing that he had strayed off one of the trails, accompanied by another set of shoe prints. Unfortunately, Ryan's trail went cold, and the search yielded no results. The prevailing belief was that he had been taken by the same person I had encountered that eerie night in the forest. It's a haunting thought, wondering if things might have turned out differently if I had been there with him on that first day, or if I too would have vanished into the wilderness. It was early September, and I decided to take my camper out for a midweek camping trip. The woods right outside my house had plenty of dirt paths, big enough to fit my truck with the camper attached, so I found myself staying there for a few nights a few times a month. My favorite spot was down a small trail that led to a secluded lake. This lake was vast, but the spot I always chose was far too random for most people to venture into. On that particular morning, I detached the camper from my truck and prepared my bag for a hike. Although there weren't any marked trails, Walking along the lake always seemed like a safe bet to avoid getting lost. Only a few minutes' walk from my camper, I stumbled upon something incredibly strange. It was a trailer, wedged between a couple of trees, looking rugged and old, almost as if it had been sitting out here for years. But I had been down this way before, and it definitely wasn't here last time. Someone must have moved it here recently. I hesitated, keeping my distance trying to discern if there was any sign of someone living there. Honestly, one look at it gave me a feeling that it was purposefully hidden, perhaps to cover something up. From what I could see, it showed no signs of recent habitation, fueling my suspicions further. Why would someone go through the effort of moving a beat-up trailer through the woods into such a secluded area? My gut told me to leave, but there was something about it that pulled me in. Against my better judgment, I approached the trailer and knocked on its door. No one answered, and there was no movement from inside. I knocked once more, still met with silence, so I left and walked back to my camper. The trailer haunted my thoughts for several hours as I sat outside, tending to my campfire. However, as the sun set and the stars filled the sky, I managed to enjoy my night. Sitting on a small chair, gazing up at the peaceful night, I was startled by the unmistakable sound of footsteps crunching leaves behind me in the woods. I turned and saw a light moving steadily between the trees, as whoever it was approached the lake. It was incredibly strange to see someone out here. I kept my eyes on them, 
but suddenly the light went out. I strained to see through the darkness, searching for any movement, but there was nothing. Then, faint footsteps started again, coming in my direction, and they were trying to be as quiet as possible. I stood up, my heart pounding, and called out, Hey, what do you want? The footsteps stopped, and it felt like they were just a few yards away from me. I waited anxiously for a response or any sign of movement, but there was nothing for what felt like an eternity. Finally, the footsteps began retreating, fading into the woods. I put two and two together and realized that the mysterious person was heading in the direction of the abandoned trailer. After the bizarre encounter and my unease about the trailer, I had no intention of staying the night. I hastily packed up, reattached my camper to the truck, and turned on my brights as I carefully drove down the path. It took a while, but I finally made it out of there. Once I reached a safe distance, I decided to call the police to report the strange behavior of the mysterious man and the odd trailer. The following morning, I guided two officers to the location of the trailer, but to my shock, it was gone. What was even more bewildering was that there were clear trails on the ground, showing that the trailer had been dragged all the way up to the lake, where the marks faded into the water's edge. Whatever that trailer had hidden now sat at the bottom of the lake, completely inaccessible. No evidence ever surfaced to warrant the retrieval of the trailer, leaving the mystery unsolved. It's terrifying to think about what that man could have done to me had he caught me by the trailer he was hiding. Unfortunately, I will always be haunted by the enigma of what lay behind that door. I went on a camping trip with my buddy from college, who I'll call Evan to protect our privacy. We'd been friends for a little less than a year, and both enjoyed the forest and going for hikes, but we hadn't ever stayed overnight in nature before. This adventure took place during spring break at our school, and we had been planning it for a while. We carefully chose a trail we were familiar with, and even had a basic idea of the area where we would set up camp. On the day of our journey, we headed out without thinking twice. We were thrilled to see that nobody else was on the trail. In fact, we had chosen this specific trail because it was never a busy attraction. The trail led us about six miles into the forest before we arrived at the general area where we wanted to set up camp. After pitching our tents, we prepared a small meal just before the sun was about to disappear below the horizon. Evan and I collected some large stones and sticks to make a fire with and got it going just as it got dark. Irresponsibly, we had brought a pack of beers and started drinking while talking and just hanging out by the fire. We had some good conversations and had fun, but a couple of hours in, we were ready to call it a night. We put out the fire and then got into our tents to go to bed. I actually fell asleep really easily because of the calming sounds of nature, but throughout the night, I kept waking up. It wasn't due to any specific noises, but I would just jerk awake for some reason. I assumed it was just me being unfamiliar with being out in the forest at night, but it still gave me an uneasy feeling. Then, on maybe my fourth or fifth time waking up, I heard Evan's tent unzipping. I thought he was probably going out to use the bathroom or something, but he only took a few steps until I heard him open up his backpack and start searching around. Another thirty or so seconds went by with no other noises. It was like he was just standing right outside of his tent. My curiosity got the better of me, and I sat up and eventually unzipped my tent and looked out. As soon as the sound of my zipper began, I heard Evan's footsteps rush away from the front of my tent. By the time I stuck my head out, Evan was ducked down and quickly shoved something back into his backpack, then turned and looked at me with a concerned face. Is everything okay? I asked feeling a chill crawl up my spine. He looked at me for a moment, then nodded his head. Something about this immediately felt off. I climbed out of my tent and stood up, asking what he was doing out here. He responded by saying he was having trouble sleeping and just came out for some fresh air. But while he was talking, I looked down at his backpack. Sticking out of the top was the back end of a handgun. I felt my face turn white as I looked back at Evan and tried my best to hide my reaction, but he already knew what I saw. 
We stared at each other for a strange few seconds before he turned and went back inside his tent without saying another word. I'd never seen him act like that before, and his face gave away that he was guilty of something. It was already strange that he never told me he was bringing a gun, but the way he was acting just made it even more unsettling. I stayed up for the rest of the night, sitting on the ground outside the tents and waiting for the sun to come up. When it did, I packed everything up and left. After that day, Evan never contacted me, which I guess proves that something was going on that night. I don't know for sure what would have happened or why it would have happened, but I know that I was lucky to get out of there before finding out. The memory of that eerie night in the wilderness still haunts me, and I can't help but wonder what secrets Evan was hiding in the darkness of the forest. I discovered a revolutionary productivity booster that has transformed my mornings, Magic Mind. As someone who once relied heavily on energy drinks and coffee for a caffeine fix, I've now embraced this portable, easy-to-use solution for an instant energy surge. It's a staple in my daily life, offering a delicious taste while curbing my caffeine intake. Magic Mind is more than just an energy shot. It's a key to enhanced mental clarity and focus, reducing stress and anxiety, which is especially beneficial for managing my ADHD. It also contributes to improved sleep quality and memory retention. The unique blend of all natural ingredients, including the standout organic lion's mane mushrooms, sets it apart. These ingredients, combined with L-theanine, work wonders in lowering my stress levels. Not only is Magic Mind a personal favorite, but it's also a hit among my coffee-loving friends, aiding us in reducing our coffee consumption. It's an inclusive health drink, catering to various dietary needs being sugar-free, nut-free, vegan, keto, and paleo-friendly. It's available at Sprouts Farmer's Market stores nationwide. Magic Mind is your perfect companion to kickstart 2024 with full focus and drive. Let Magic Mind be your ally in achieving your New Year resolutions. Only this January, you get one month for free when you're subscribing for three months at www.magicmind.com forward slash Jan, just creepy. And with my code, just creepy 20, it's an extra 20% off, which gets you to a 75% off. This only lasts until the end of January, so hurry up before it goes away. I've always felt drawn to the wilderness, like it was calling out to me, whispering secrets I longed to understand. So when I decided to go camping alone in a forest an hour from my house, it felt like I was finally answering that call. It was just for one night, a brief escape from the noise and chaos of everyday life. I wasn't an experienced camper, but I figured how hard could it be. It was just one night after all. The night before the trip I could barely sleep. I was too excited, imagining myself surrounded by trees and silence, with nothing but the sky above and the earth below. In my room, surrounded by the familiar and mundane, the adventure ahead seemed like a dream waiting to become reality. I packed my backpack with the essentials, a tent, a sleeping bag, some food, and a flashlight. I didn't bother with a map. I planned to stay on the trail, and it was only for a day. The morning sun was just peeking over the horizon when I set out. The drive was peaceful, a soothing prelude to the adventure. I rolled down the windows, letting the cool morning air fill the car, carrying with it the promise of the day ahead. The road wound through the countryside, each turn revealing a landscape more beautiful than the last. My heart raced with excitement and a touch of nervousness. When I arrived at the forest, the first rays of sunlight were filtering through the trees, casting a golden glow on the path ahead. But my heart sank a little when I saw several cars parked beside the trail. I didn't want to share this experience with strangers. I wanted solitude, to be alone with my thoughts and the sounds of nature. So I kept driving, searching for a less popular spot. A little way down the road, I found another trail. It was narrow, just a dirt path winding its way into the heart of the forest. There were no cars, no signs of people. It was perfect. I parked my car a little distance away and walked back to the trailhead, my backpack feeling heavier with each step. 
The trail welcomed me like an old friend, its path shaded by towering trees. The air was fresh, filled with the scent of pine and earth. I started down the path, my footsteps the only sound in the quiet morning. The forest seemed to embrace me, its canopy a protective cover. I walked for hours, lost in the beauty around me. The terrain was mostly flat, making the walk easy, but I was so mesmerized by the forest that I hardly noticed. There were only trees and bushes as far as I could see, an endless sea of green. But as I ventured deeper, the trail began to fade. It became harder to tell where the path was. I should have been worried, but I wasn't. I was too captivated by the wilderness, too confident in my ability to find my way back. It was an oversight I would soon regret. Little did I know, my adventure was about to take a turn, leading me to a discovery that would transform my tranquil escape into a night of unspeakable terror. After what felt like hours of walking, I realized the chirping of birds and rustling leaves were the only companions on my journey. The trail, which had started out so clear and defined, now seemed like a faint memory. I remember thinking, this is what real adventure feels like, as I trudged along the increasingly vague path. The trees seemed to grow closer together, their branches intertwining above, casting intricate shadows on the ground. Every step I took seemed to lead me deeper into an uncharted world. It was exhilarating and, admittedly, a bit frightening. The thrill of exploration was mingling with a creeping sense of isolation. I checked my phone for the time and realized it had been a couple of hours since I left my car. I stopped for a moment, taking in the sheer beauty and tranquility of the forest. The sunlight filtering through the leaves painted the ground with a mosaic of light and shadow. I couldn't help but feel small amidst the towering trees, each one seeming to hold centuries of secrets. As I continued, the path became more and more elusive. The once obvious trail now seemed like a puzzle, with me trying to piece together its fragments. The ground was uneven, covered with fallen leaves and branches. I had to watch my step carefully to avoid tripping over hidden roots. At that moment it hit me. I might be getting lost. The initial confidence I had felt was slowly being replaced by a gnawing uncertainty. I should have brought a map, or at least marked my way, I thought. I decided it was best to turn back, hoping to find the more defined portion of the path. But just five minutes into my return journey, something caught my eye. Something so unexpected that it stopped me in my tracks. There, amidst the dense foliage, stood a cabin. It was odd, almost out of place. The wood was weathered, and the structure leaned slightly to one side, as if carrying the weight of untold stories. My first thought was confusion. I hadn't noticed it on my way in. How could I have missed something so significant? Then, a wave of unease washed over me. The cabin had an eerie aura, like it was hiding something sinister within its walls. Curiosity overcame my apprehension, and I approached the cabin slowly. There was no door, just an open doorway that seemed to beckon me. Peering inside, I saw it was a mess, filled with what looked like years of accumulated garbage. Old cans, torn pieces of cloth, and unidentifiable debris littered the floor. The longer I stood there, looking into the shadowy interior of the cabin, the more the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Something about this place felt wrong, deeply unsettling. I couldn't shake off the feeling that I was not alone, that eyes were watching me from the shadows. I took a step back, ready to leave this creepy place behind, when a loud thump echoed from inside the cabin. My heart leaped to my throat. Whirling around, I saw a figure emerge from behind a wall within the cabin. It was a man, middle-aged, with clothes so torn and dirty they seemed to blend into the environment. His face was weather-beaten, and his eyes... His eyes held an emotionless stare that sent shivers down my spine. I stammered a nervous, sorry, my voice barely a whisper, and quickly turned to leave. As I walked away, I couldn't help but glance back. The man was still there, watching me with that same eerie, unblinking gaze. A cold knot of fear settled in my stomach as I hurried back to the trail, the image of the man's haunting stare imprinted in my mind. 
Little did I know, this was just the beginning of a night that would test my courage and haunt my memories for a long time to come. I rushed away from the cabin, my heart pounding in my chest. The image of the man's emotionless stare was etched in my mind, and it fueled my steps. I kept glancing over my shoulder, half expecting to see him following me, but all I saw were the dense trees and the shadows they cast. My earlier excitement about this solo adventure had completely evaporated, replaced by a gnawing sense of fear. The forest, which had seemed so inviting earlier, now felt like a labyrinth, with every tree looking eerily similar. I realized I had underestimated the wilderness. The trail was hardly visible, and I started to doubt whether I was on the right path back to my car. I should have marked my trail, I thought, regretting not bringing any kind of navigation aid. As I stumbled through the underbrush, my mind raced with thoughts about the man in the cabin. Who was he? What was he doing out here, in such a dilapidated place? And most importantly, why did he look at me the way he did? I tried to convince myself that he was just a hermit, living off the grid, but the chill in his gaze suggested something more sinister. I quickened my pace, but the forest seemed to stretch on endlessly. The sun was starting to set, casting long shadows that played tricks on my eyes. Every rustle in the bushes, every snap of a twig made me jump. I felt vulnerable, exposed. I was no longer a visitor in this forest. I was an intruder in a world that didn't welcome me. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, I recognized a part of the trail. Relief washed over me, but it was short-lived. The sun had dipped below the horizon, and the forest was quickly being enveloped in darkness. I knew I wouldn't be able to make it back to my car before nightfall. Despite my fear and the unsettling encounter, I had no choice but to camp out for the night. I found a relatively clear spot and set up my tent with shaky hands. Every noise made me tense, and I kept glancing around, half expecting to see the man from the cabin lurking in the shadows. Once my tent was up, I crawled inside, not bothering to light a fire or eat. I just wanted to close my eyes and wish away this nightmare. But sleep didn't come easy. My mind replayed the day's events over and over. The isolation I had sought now felt like a trap. I listened to the sounds of the forest, each creak and whisper amplifying my fear. It felt like the forest was alive, watching me, waiting. Then in the dead of night I heard it, a faint rustling outside my tent. My heart stopped. I lay there, holding my breath, listening. The rustling grew louder, closer. I remembered the man's face, his empty eyes. Panic gripped me, and I felt an overwhelming urge to run, but I was frozen, paralyzed by fear. In that moment, lying in my tent, alone in the darkness of the forest, I realized how vulnerable I was. This wasn't just a camping trip anymore. It was a fight for my sanity, maybe even my life. And as the night stretched on, I knew that this was just the beginning of the longest, most terrifying night of my life. There I was, lying in my tent, every sound of the forest magnified in the deafening silence. My heart pounded against my chest, each beat echoing my fear. The rustling outside had stopped, but the dread it instilled lingered. I couldn't shake off the image of the man's cold, emotionless stare. The darkness of the night seemed to press against the thin fabric of the tent, suffocating, ominous. I tried to calm myself, telling myself it was just the wind, just an animal, anything but him. But deep down, I knew the forest had a different story to tell tonight. The once peaceful and inviting woods now felt like a menacing labyrinth, with dangers lurking in every shadow. Every minute felt like an hour as I lay there, waiting for the first hint of dawn. But sleep was a distant dream, chased away by the fear gripping my heart. I had planned to make a fire, cook some food, maybe even enjoy the solitude. But now, all I wanted was to see the sunrise, to escape this nightmare. Then suddenly, a new sound shattered the silence. A soft, deliberate movement just outside the tent. My breath hitched. It was not the random noise of nature. It was something, or someone, 
I remembered the man from the cabin and my blood turned to ice. I lay there, paralyzed, as the sound grew closer. My mind raced with panic. What if he was out there watching, waiting? The thought sent chills down my spine. I should have left when I had the chance. I should have listened to my instincts. The noise stopped, and for a moment everything was silent. Then without warning, the flap of my tent was gently pushed aside. I wanted to scream, to run, but fear held me in its vice-like grip. In the dim light, I saw it, a shadow-covered face peering in, the same haunting eyes from earlier that day. Our gazes locked, and for a moment time stood still. I saw the man's face, so close I could almost feel his breath. Then, as if sensing my terror, he recoiled and disappeared into the night. I heard his hurried footsteps fading into the forest, leaving me alone with my pounding heart. I didn't wait a second longer. With trembling hands, I grabbed my bag and hastily dismantled the tent. My only thought was to get away, to put as much distance between me and the cabin, the man, this cursed forest. I stumbled through the darkness, guided only by the faint moonlight and my desperate need to escape. Every sound made me jump, every shadow a potential threat, but I kept moving, driven by an instinctive urge to survive. The forest that had once seemed like a sanctuary now felt like a prison. The trees, once majestic and comforting, now stood like silent sentinels, witnessing my plight but offering no solace. I had come here seeking adventure, a connection with nature, but I found something else, a primal fear, a confrontation with the unknown. As the first light of dawn began to break through the darkness, I finally saw the outline of the trail leading back to my car. I had made it through the night, but the terror of what happened would stay with me forever. I knew one thing for certain, I would never look at the wilderness the same way again. Dawn was breaking as I finally saw the familiar path leading back to my car. The night had been a blur of fear and adrenaline, each moment etched in my memory like a bad dream. The forest, with its dense trees and unseen dangers, was behind me now. But the fear lingered, a constant reminder of what I had experienced. As I walked, the events of the night replayed in my mind. The man's face, the way he had looked at me through the tent, it was all I could think about. Who was he? What did he want? Questions swirled in my head, unanswered and unsettling. I felt a mix of relief and unease. I was safe, but the mystery of that night would probably never be solved. Reaching my car felt like a huge relief. I threw my backpack into the back seat and didn't waste a moment before driving away from the forest. The sun was fully up now, casting a warm glow over the landscape, but the beauty of the morning light couldn't erase the darkness of the night before. The drive home was a blur. My mind was still in the forest, reliving the terror of the man's face appearing at my tent. I knew I had been lucky to escape, but the feeling of being watched, hunted even, clung to me like a second skin. Once home, I found myself unable to talk about what had happened. I wanted to forget, to push the memories away, but they lingered, haunting my thoughts. I kept wondering about the man in the cabin, his reasons for being there, and what might have happened if I hadn't woken up when I did. Sleep didn't come easy in the nights that followed. I would close my eyes and find myself back in the forest, the man's face looming in the darkness. The safety and comfort of my own bed couldn't shield me from the memories. I realized that this experience had changed me, had shown me a side of the world, and myself, that I couldn't unsee. I had gone into the forest seeking an adventure, a connection with nature, a bit of solitude. Instead I found fear and danger, a brush with something unexplainable and terrifying. The wilderness which I had always seen as a place of peace and beauty now held a sense of menace in my mind. The encounter in the forest made me reconsider my desire for solitude. I realized the value of being around others, of not taking safety for granted. My perspective on life and the world around me had shifted. No longer did I yearn for the isolation of the wilderness. Instead, I found comfort in the familiar, in the presence of people. I never went back to that forest, nor did I attempt another solo camping trip.
the experience had left a deep imprint on me, a reminder of the unpredictability of nature and the unknown. I learned that some adventures come with risks, and some mysteries are better left unsolved. From then on, I approached life with a new caution, a respect for the unknown. The forest and its secrets would remain just that, a chapter in my life that was closed, but never forgotten. Back in high school, my house was special, not because of its size or color, but because of the vast, sprawling backyard that seemed to stretch endlessly into a thick, inviting forest. This forest was the backdrop of my childhood adventures. It was a place of mystery and excitement, a natural playground where my friends and I spent countless hours. As kids, we would race through those woods, our laughter echoing among the trees. We played hide-and-seek, built forts, and imagined ourselves as explorers charting unknown territories. There was always this small sense of danger lurking in the shadowy corners of the woods, but it only added to the thrill. We felt like kings of our own wild domain, fearless and free. But as we grew older, the forest lost its allure. High school brought new interests and distractions. Video games, sports, and homework replaced our woodland escapades. The forest became nothing more than a scenic view from my bedroom window, its mysteries and adventures forgotten. That changed one lazy afternoon during junior year. I was sprawled on the couch, aimlessly flipping through channels, when Tyler, my best friend since kindergarten, came over. Tyler was the kind of guy who always had crazy ideas, and that day was no different. Dude, remember how we used to play in the woods? He asked, a nostalgic glint in his eye. Yeah, feels like ages ago, I replied, not sure where he was going with this. We should go back, like tonight. Wouldn't it be wild to camp out there? Tyler's suggestion caught me off guard. Camping? We had never done anything like that. The idea seemed reckless, maybe even a bit foolish. Yet, as I thought about it, excitement bubbled inside me. The forest had been our childhood adventure land, and the thought of revisiting it stirred something within me, a longing for the carefree days and the thrill of a little danger. Our plan evolved quickly from a simple walk in the woods to an overnight camping trip. Tyler mentioned that his parents had an old tent we could use. So, with a sense of adventure rekindled, we walked down to his house to retrieve it. I should mention here that neither Tyler nor I had any real camping experience. Our preparation was laughably inadequate. We packed a bag with snacks, water bottles, and a portable phone charger, our idea of essential camping gear. It didn't occur to us to bring things like a proper flashlight or a map. As the sun began to set, we set off into the woods. Our footsteps crunched on the dry leaves, and the familiar, earthy scent of the forest filled my lungs. For a moment, it felt like stepping back in time. The excitement was palpable between us. We were embarking on a new adventure, a throwback to our childhood but with the independence of our teenage years. However, our nostalgia was soon challenged by reality. The flashlight Tyler brought was pathetic, a dim, flickering light that barely cut through the darkness. It was enough to prevent us from tripping over roots, but not much else. The initial stretch of our journey was filled with banter and laughter, reminiscing about our childhood antics. But as night enveloped the woods, our conversation dwindled. The darkness seemed to swallow the sounds around us, replacing them with an eerie silence. I remember feeling a chill that had nothing to do with the night air. It was the thrill of danger, the kind we used to crave as kids, but now it felt real, tangible, and slightly unnerving. After about 30 minutes of walking, the dense trees gave way to an open section of grass. It was as good a place as any to set up camp. Tyler, ever the optimist, declared it perfect. As he fumbled with the tent under the weak beam of the flashlight, I couldn't help but feel a twinge of regret. What had started as a fun, impulsive idea was quickly turning into an uncertain, perhaps even foolish, endeavor. But there was no turning back now. We were here, in the heart of the woods we once ruled as fearless kids. Only now, the darkness seemed deeper, 
the silence more ominous. And as we struggled with the tent, every rustle in the bushes, every snap of a twig, felt like a warning. Little did we know, our night was about to take an even more unsettling turn. The darkness of the forest was a stark contrast to the fading twilight, as Tyler and I ventured deeper into the woods. Our laughs and jokes from earlier had quieted down, replaced by a tense anticipation. The weak beam of the flashlight did little to cut through the night, casting eerie shadows that danced just beyond our sight. Every sound seemed magnified, every rustle in the underbrush a cause for alarm. As we trudged along, I couldn't shake off the feeling of being watched. The forest, once a familiar playground, now felt foreign and intimidating. I remembered the tales we used to tell each other as kids, stories of mysterious creatures and lost travelers. Back then, they were just stories. Now, in the heart of this dark, silent forest, they felt unnervingly real. We should have brought a better flashlight, Tyler muttered, breaking the silence. His voice, usually so full of confidence, had a hint of unease. I nodded, gripping the strap of my backpack tighter. We were both beginning to realize that our adventure might have been a bit too impulsive. Finally, after what felt like hours but was probably only about 30 minutes, we found a spot that seemed suitable for camping. It was a small clearing, surrounded by trees that stood like silent sentinels in the dark. The grass was soft underfoot, a small comfort in the otherwise daunting environment. Setting up the tent was another challenge. The instructions made it sound easy, but in the darkness, with only a feeble flashlight and our limited experience, it felt like a Herculean task. We fumbled with the poles and fabric, our movements clumsy and uncoordinated. Every few minutes we paused, spooked by a sudden noise or a rustling in the bushes. I swear, if a bear comes out of nowhere, I'm blaming you for this, I joked nervously, trying to lighten the mood. Tyler chuckled, but the laughter was short-lived. We both knew that the possibility of encountering wildlife was real, and the thought wasn't comforting. After what seemed like an eternity, we finally managed to get the tent standing. It was lopsided and the fabric sagged in places, but it was shelter, shelter from the unknown, from the darkness that seemed to press in on us from all sides. Exhausted, we crawled inside, zipping the entrance shut. The tent felt like a sanctuary, albeit a flimsy one. We sat in silence, listening to the sounds of the forest. There were moments when everything was eerily still, and then suddenly, the night would come alive with the chirping of crickets or the distant hoot of an owl. It was in one of those silent moments that we heard it, the unmistakable sound of footsteps. They were slow, deliberate, unmistakably human. My heart pounded in my chest, and I could see Tyler's eyes widen in the dim light. Did you hear that? He whispered. I nodded, unable to find my voice. We listened, holding our breaths, as the footsteps seemed to circle our campsite. They weren't hurried or aggressive, but their steady measured pace was somehow more frightening. Who would be walking in the forest at this hour? The footsteps faded, then stopped altogether. The silence that followed was suffocating. We sat there, frozen, not daring to move or speak. The reality of our situation was suddenly very clear. We were alone, unprepared, and vulnerable in the vast, dark woods. That night, the forest no longer felt like our old playground. It had transformed into a place of uncertainty and fear, where every shadow held a threat and every sound a warning. As we sat there in our lopsided tent, the thrill of adventure was replaced by a growing sense of dread, and I couldn't help but wonder if coming here had been a terrible mistake. The darkness outside our tent seemed to press against the fabric, a tangible reminder of our vulnerability. Inside, Tyler and I sat in silence, the only sound our shallow breaths, and the occasional rustle of nylon as we shifted. The flashlight, now placed between us, cast a weak, flickering light its beam feeble against the overwhelming blackness of the night. Every little noise seemed amplified in the silence of the forest. The wind whispered through the trees, a sound that was once comforting, but now felt like a warning. I couldn't shake the feeling that we weren't alone. My imagination, 
fueled by the stories we used to tell each other as kids, conjured images of shadowy figures lurking just beyond our sight. The earlier encounter with the footsteps had left us on edge. They were too deliberate, too human to be any forest animal. I tried to convince myself that it could have been a deer or some other harmless creature, but the steady bipedal rhythm of the steps echoed in my mind, refusing to be dismissed. Tyler broke the silence. You think someone's out there? His voice was a mere whisper, laced with a fear I felt echoing in my own chest. I don't know, I admitted, but it's weird, right? Why would anyone be out here this late? We pondered the possibilities. Maybe another group of campers, a forest ranger, or something more sinister. The unknown was more frightening than any definitive answer. As the night wore on, the tension in the tent was palpable. We spoke in hushed tones, our conversation revolving around what we should do. Leaving seemed like the obvious choice, but the thought of venturing out into the dark, unknown forest was daunting. So we stayed, trapped by our own fear. The forest seemed to come alive at times, and then fall eerily silent. In one of those moments of quiet, the footsteps returned. They were distant at first, but gradually grew closer. My heart raced, and I could see Tyler's face, pale in the dim light, his eyes wide with fear. This time the footsteps didn't circle around us. They stopped abruptly, somewhere nearby. The silence that followed was oppressive. I strained my ears, trying to pick up any sound, but there was nothing. It was as if whoever, or whatever, was out there had vanished into thin air. We sat there, paralyzed, not daring to move or make a sound. Minutes ticked by, each one stretching out endlessly. The tension was unbearable. I wanted to scream, to run, to do anything but sit there in that suffocating silence. Eventually, Tyler reached for the flashlight. We should check, he said, his voice barely audible. I nodded, my mouth dry. The thought of unzipping the tent and looking out into the darkness was terrifying, but the not knowing was worse. With a trembling hand, Tyler unzipped the tent. The cool night air rushed in, carrying with it the earthy smell of the forest. We peered out, the flashlight's beam cutting through the darkness, but there was nothing, just trees and shadows and the night. We zipped the tent back up, the sense of unease still clinging to us. Neither of us spoke. We just sat there, listening to the sounds of the night, each one a reminder of our isolation and vulnerability. That night, every creak of a branch, every rustle of leaves, felt like a threat. We were intruders in a world that didn't want us, surrounded by an unseen presence that watched and waited. The adventure we had sought was nowhere to be found replaced instead by a primal fear that clung to us, as tangible and suffocating as the darkness itself. The night in the forest grew deeper, colder, and more unnerving with each passing hour. Tyler and I, huddled in our poorly constructed tent, were a bundle of raw nerves, the sense of being watched, of an unseen presence lurking just beyond the frail shelter of our tent, was overwhelming. We couldn't shake the feeling that something, or someone was out there in the darkness. After what seemed like an eternity of sitting in silence, punctuated by the occasional distant rustle or snap, Tyler whispered, we can't just stay in here all night. I knew he was right, but the idea of stepping out into the unknown was terrifying. However, the thought of remaining in our vulnerable state, trapped inside the tent, was equally daunting. With a deep breath, we made the decision to face whatever was out there, Unzipping the tent, we stepped into the chilling night. The cool air brushed against my skin, raising goosebumps. The forest was a vast expanse of darkness, the trees like silent sentinels watching over us. Our weak flashlight seemed even more inadequate out in the open, barely piercing the dense blackness. We sat close to each other, our backs to the tent, trying to cover as much area with our limited light as possible. Our conversation was minimal, our senses heightened to every sound and movement around us. We tried to convince each other that it was probably just an animal or our imagination running wild, but the fear, once rooted, was hard to shake off. Then, it happened. The same sound we had heard before, 
the unmistakable sound of footsteps began in the distance. This time, they were getting closer. Each step seemed deliberate, measured. My heart raced, and I could feel Tyler's tension mirroring my own. As the footsteps approached, the night seemed to grow even quieter, as if the forest itself was holding its breath. The sound stopped abruptly, leaving a deafening silence in its wake. We strained our eyes into the darkness, the flashlight's beam trembling in Tyler's hand. The silence stretched on, and then, just as suddenly, the footsteps resumed. But they weren't retreating. They were coming directly towards us. Panic surged through me. My mind raced with thoughts of who or what could be approaching us in the middle of the night. In the middle of the woods. Tyler shone the flashlight in the direction of the sound, but it was futile. The light fell short of penetrating the thick darkness. The footsteps continued, slow and steady, until they were alarmingly close. We could hear the faint sound of breathing, just beyond the reach of our light. Frozen in fear, we sat there, staring into the void, waiting for something to emerge from the shadows. But nothing did. The breathing stopped, and there was a moment where the tension peaked. A moment where I felt that anything could happen. Then, the footsteps began to recede. The sound grew fainter and fainter until it disappeared altogether, leaving us alone in the silence once again. We didn't speak. We didn't need to. The decision was unspoken, but mutual. We had to leave. We hastily dismantled the tent, our movements frantic and uncoordinated. Adrenaline coursed through my veins, propelling me forward as we grabbed our things and fled through the woods. The journey back was a blur, a panicked, desperate escape from an unseen terror. We stumbled and tripped over roots and branches, our only thought to put as much distance as possible between us and the forest. The forest, once a place of adventure and wonder, had turned into a nightmare. As we emerged onto a neighboring street, far from where we had intended to exit, the reality of our situation set in. We had been scared, threatened by something we couldn't even see. The night's events were a harsh lesson in recklessness and fear, one that would stay with us for a long time. Exhausted, shaken, and drenched in a cold sweat, Tyler and I finally emerged from the forest, finding ourselves on a neighboring street. The surreal feeling of being back in the familiar, yet somehow alien surroundings of our neighborhood contrasted sharply with the wild, oppressive darkness we had just fled. Our hearts still pounded in our chests, our breaths coming in ragged gasps as we tried to process what had just happened. We walked in silence towards my house, the streetlights casting long, eerie shadows that made us flinch. Every sound, every movement around us was a potential threat. Our minds were still trapped in the forest, in the terror of the unknown. Reaching my house felt like crossing into a sanctuary. The familiar walls, the soft glow of the lights, it all seemed incredibly comforting after the night we had endured. We went straight to my room, not wanting to wake my parents and have to explain our disheveled, panicked state. Once inside, we sat on the floor, our backs against my bed. The safety of my room did little to ease the knot of fear that had settled in our stomachs. We talked in hushed tones about what had happened, each of us trying to make sense of it. Who do you think it was? Tyler asked, his voice still carrying a tremor of fear. I don't know, I replied. But it was someone, right? It couldn't have been. I mean, it wasn't something else. We debated the possibilities, from a prankster to a homeless person, or perhaps a hunter. But none of the theories seemed to fit. The deliberate way the footsteps had approached us, then stopped just out of sight. And the eerie way they had retreated, it was all too strange, too frightening. The night dragged on, and neither of us could sleep. Every little noise made us jump, a reminder of the unseen presence in the woods. The adventure we had sought turned out to be a nightmare, one that neither of us had been prepared for. As dawn broke, the first rays of sunlight filtering through my window, the events of the night began to feel like a distant bad dream. But the fear, the feeling of being watched, it lingered. We're never doing that again, Tyler said as we watched the sunrise. It was a statement, not a question and I nodded in agreement. 
The experience changed something in both of us. The forest, once a place of wonder and adventure, was now a source of fear. We had sought a thrill, a taste of danger, but we found more than we bargained for. In the days that followed, I couldn't shake off the feeling of unease. I avoided the backyard, the sight of the forest line bringing back memories of that night. I wondered about the unseen stranger, about what could have happened if they had decided to step into the light. The mystery of who or what was in the woods that night remained unsolved, a haunting question that lingered in the back of my mind. I learned a valuable lesson about recklessness and the real dangers that lurk in the shadows of adventure. As for the woods, they remained untouched, a silent brooding presence at the edge of my backyard, a reminder of the night when our search for adventure turned into a chilling encounter with the unknown.